You want to talk about a book where everybody is a horrible person? Yeah. I want to. Hit the theme music. Wow, that was like the first like call and response thing that uh, I think we're a bit, uh, <laughs> we're a bit slow with that. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of those. There, there Yeah, there, there is. Uh, there the there was an unintentional call and response about a month ago, by the way. Uh-huh. After the cold open, you were making a Full Metal Alchemist reference, and Daniel was <laughs> totally not getting it. Yes. I'm in, I, the, I'm, I'm in the kitchen talking to myself, and I go, don't worry, I got it. And no, no sooner do I say that than you say on air, hi, Phil. And I'm like, holy shit, he heard me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guest. Thank you, thank you, mysterious guest, who uh, introduced the show and yet hasn't been introduced yet. Um. <laughs> Welcome, dear listener readers, to Slow Readers. Welcome to Slow Readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast where the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on alchemy. It's always on not understanding anime references. Oh, you're going to have fun at this game. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Seriously? <laughs> All right. The other the other end of that spectrum, uh, Phil, is that, yeah, I also don't know Full Metal Alchemist. I, I, that, I, that's, yeah. Shame on it's you. It's okay. I'll, I'll forgive you. Mm-hmm. Right, that's fine. Um, let's introduce ourselves. Our first, Gabriel. Who and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I am a comedian. Every now and again, I'm mostly an audio producer, a bartender, and writer, and lover of all things anime. Not all things. There's a lot to dislike. You like, you about like anime. the really problematic <laughs> There's a broad lot. spectrum. There's a lot to dislike about anime these days. But mm. hey, that Verve membership, I'm really going for it. Oh, this huh? is a plug for Verve. Co-host, what are you all about? <laughs> also, I didn't. Uh, it took me. I didn't uh, until like you said it. Like I didn't realize that you're supposed to pronounce V R V as Verve. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of complete uh, yeah. bullshit. How but... else are you gonna have the Bittersweet Symphony? Co-host. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I am Daniel Gonzalez. I am an audio producer, writer, editor, and an author. Yeah, buddy. And that's uh, we're that's... a show of a lot of contemptuous silences. <laughs> contemptuous silences, <laughs> just like a certain book we're going to be talking about. But before we get there, mm-hmm. uh, we need to introduce the disembodied voice who's been talking since ze- minute or second seconds. Well, zero ghosts. <laughs> Something I could barely say. Uh, Wait, technically, we're all disembodied. This isn't a video feed, right? That's very true. That's true. Yeah, we're all a bunch of yeah. <laughs> it's like look at this guy who's just a voice. Look at this scientist over here breaking things <laughs> down p- for us. The pedantic you. on the other side of the country over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, disembodied, uh, a scientist ghost. Who are you? Uh, I am Phil Laporta. I'm a physics professor all the time. I am a martial artist and magician some of the time. Hell I yeah. am a hobbyist bartender much of the time. And I am also co-host of the Whip Around podcast. Woo! And wow. uh, that pretty much sums up most of the things I do all the time. Yeah, it's a show where there are no contemptuous silences. It is straight up conflict. <laughs> oh, all the time. It's it's hard hitting right winger type stuff. Absolutely, <laughs> right winger dinger milk chug and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Whip Around podcast, also known as Milk Chuggers. <laughs> Oh man, you know I, I tell you what I, I yeah Phil you you're you're a bit of an every every man that's not the best way to put you're it you're a what bit of jack of all trades a jack of all trades uh, every, and you're a bit of an every man I mean I may I, I don't know I, I maybe a, maybe I mean, an every man I do a lot well, yeah. yeah but um but the other thing no I I the one thing I did forget that that is that other thing that you do is bartend. Well, well no, I mean, it's Phil's a, like a like so. Phil was um, I met our good friend Dr. Phil Laporta at the bar I used to work in Pennsylvania, yeah. and because uh, he is a cocktail enthusiast, and yep. like for every time I've hung out, Phil, um, he's always brought wonderful treats and also made me a wonderful cocktail every now and again. The man cares. Oh, that's yeah. nice. 
And, and um, even sorry. recently, I, even as recently as later tonight, actually, I did a I I was asked to host back in May a, a spirit tasting at a at a uh, at a convention I was at. That's awesome. And they asked me and again. I volunteered. It was like they're doing a stream tonight to like uh, uh, raise money and like get people in and pay attention to the convention so that way it happens next year and i was like hey do you want me to do a thing on on spirits and craft cocktails and the maker movement and that whole thing and how they go together and they're like yeah let's do it so i i get more i'm getting more and more cocktail credit as i go which is really strange because i just wanted to get drunk eventually and somehow (laughs) it turned into a thing and i don't know why that's amazing honestly i would really what i really want to do right now is to talk cocktails with you but (laughs) this is a book podcast that's true well the sub there is a subdivision of this exact show which is gabriel talks bartending with various people yeah um so i mean if you wanted to spend a good like 20 minutes just to interrupt the show and just talk about the cocktails i'm all for it or, or we can talk about the book. Or we can talk about the book. We can talk about being stranded. 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 Oh, yeah, I, I keep reading Strand that. Stranded list. I keep reading that this is part of Stranded. Yeah. Uh, yes. We did an episode of Stranded last week, mm-hmm. and we're doing another one this week, and most likely we're going to do another one next week. So uh, We're on a, good... on a freaking roll. We're we... on a burn and churn. Oh, man. Hopefully, we'll fucking finish it soon. Um... Yeah. Hey, we're getting through it. <laughs> We're getting through it, yeah. We, um, Phil, I'm happy to help. <laughs> Phil, we're, ha- we're extremely happy to have you on the show. Um, you were frequently a guest on our old show, um, uh, Sex and Violence. Uh, this is true. Yes, of our good twice friend. at least. Yeah, <laughs> our dearly departed dear friend, Ryan Snyder. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Phil, do you, um, do you know what the Strand 80 is? Have you been to the Strand? I have not been to the Strand, but the Strand is one of the largest and most fabulous bookstores in the world. <laughs> it's in New York City. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> and they have this Do list tell. of curated books that are 80 books uh, voted on by their readers, which, by the way, is part bullshit because the Harry Potter books all get their own <laughs> slot and Lord of the Rings gets one. Uh, and- see, like, I, I, I was I about to ask you, like, like, Phil, what is your take on this ridiculous list having these Harry Potters and then having one Lord of the Rings and one Listen, Narnia? It- if you're gonna li- if you're gonna lump trilogies together, you gotta yeah. lump them all together. No, no, mm-hmm. no exceptions. I'm and, like, sorry. Narnia is like six books or five books, something like that. Yeah, and like so, it like my my desire for order and like it it really like like I I take notes for work. Like I'll be like reading a book, taking notes, and everything has to be properly ordered. I can't let like. Like everything has to be properly capitalized and bolded in the exact same way. So the fact that the strand let this atrocity happen, like just, just, it just rankles my, my, my nose. Mm. I don't blame you one bit. I think as someone who is very Type A and mm-hmm. wishes that rules be applied fairly, it's not fair. I mean, if you're yeah, gonna, if you're gonna lump cool. them all, just do do it for everybody or for nobody. You're exactly. Choice. That's not chill. Not chill, nope. strand. Not chill. Anyway. If anybody from the Strand happens to be listening and wants to explain to these guys, <laughs> uh huh, tell them, Phil. Come get some. What can they do? Where can they reach us? Uh, they can, oh, wait. I forgot which. <laughs> I listen to you guys enough to know exactly what all of the beats are, and now I'm like, wait a minute, which address do you always tell them to bother you at? <laughs> oh, it was Instagram. Uh, that yeah, was it. Yeah. Instagram mm-hmm. is the best one because we're That's cool it. young millennials. <laughs> Oh yeah. I don't even have an Instagram. I'm an old fuddy duddy. Yeah, I'm like, you don't I, I've tried to tag you in things and I'm like, wait, that's not Phil. Nope. You got Apparently there's it. another one. There's another, another fill up on or? Instagram because Sean has told me the same thing. He's like, I started tagging you and I realized it wasn't you. And I'm like, oh, that's all. <laughs> you should just like, you should just like quietly stalk him and then eventually take over his Instagram. Just steal or, his phone. 
Yeah. That was so much less violent than what I was <laughs> picturing. <laughs> <saying> now. <laughs> no, it should all be innocent. We do not it's condone like, violence here in Slow Readers. No, we do not. Uh, that said, I think we should get right to it. Uh, okay. Because uh, Phil, actually, you um, wanted to read the the book that we're covering today. So before yes. we before we get anything, what up with that? <laughs> what do you mean? What up with that? What, 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 what up with that? No, it's uh, just like, uh, well, you wanted to uh, maybe. Okay, I tell you what, maybe we're getting so a bit why too did far you, ahead. Why did you select this book? But before we before you answer oh. that, let us say what the book is. Yeah, well, we're doing uh, what's in the title. It mm-hmm. is we're gr- doing one of the big ones, one of the biggest yes. books in American literature. It is something that basically everybody in America is aware of because we all had to read it at some point in middle school, high school, and or college. And everyone's so- seen that um, that GIF of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, holding the, thing. Yes. Yes. The thing. We've all seen it. Was it a popular movie? Yeah, it did well. Yeah. I, I didn't see it. I mean, that Lana Del Rey I, song was everywhere. I saw it. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I, I didn't see it. Oh, I, I was talking better. Yeah, I was talking to um uh, to a friend of the show, um, who was a literature professor, and I was like, you know, uh, actually, that's, that's jumping way ahead. Let's not worry okay. about it. <laughs> well, well, we'll get there. How about this? Before we get that, uh, a very interesting thing. And uh, actually, to did be we honest, say the title. To be honest, Phil. Yeah, The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Francis Scott Fitzgerald. Phil, I'm going to ask you that question we I asked you a second ago. After this, just because I do want to say it is very important that to note that we're finally doing a Fitzgerald book. Yeah, this is our first one. A guy we've been talking about for a while, and I am very happy that we did this. Where. Because we read uh, this side of paradise, west of sunset, west of sunset, west of sunset. This side of paradise is actually that was first his first book. book, yeah. By Stuart Onan, Stuart Onan, uh, who, which was a story about it was a, well, I don't know if it was like very fictional. It was very, it was very much like a, like a novel, like a biography, yeah. a novel form. Uh, basically, his Hollywood years, which fictional last, like, retelling of his last years in Hollywood. Yeah, like the last like ten years of his life, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we did. Uh, I I very much wanted to do a, a, a movable feast. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically yep. because like the best parts of that is basically Hemingway at the end of his life remembering like his like old buddy Fitzgerald remembering remembering his penis specifically remember, remembering the penis incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was uh that was fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, accusing uh, accusing Fitzgerald of being a, a disgusting, horrible drunk, and meanwhile getting the story from Fitzgerald's perspective, being no, you were the disgusting, horrible drunk. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Joy. like, so we've been talking about Fitzgerald. We've been circling Fitzgerald for a hundred and however yeah. many episodes. Seven. He's definitely come up like peripherally in a whole bunch of episodes I've listened to. Oh, yeah, buddy, totes my goats. So like, we're finally we're finally doing it, and we're also starting off with again the big one. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. Or do you do you think like this side of paradise is on like the strain eighty, or is it just this one? I don't think it is. I, I don't think it was. I, Tenders I remember and looking, night might be. Yeah. I, I remember looking for Gatsby when I was doing when I when you would ask me like if you want to come on, what do you want to read? And I was like, oh, I hope Gatsby's on the list. I'll help mm-hmm. you knock it out. All right. Uh, we'll get yeah. we'll get your love of this book in a second. Hold on, us. Oh, put the brakes on. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but no, before we get that, I want to talk a little bit about Francis Scott Fitzgerald, Francis Ford Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola, which mm-hmm. is actually yeah, it's exactly where my mouth. Went I know. Um, <laughs> I watched you do it. Well, nobody ever calls him Francis. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What? No, you don't. Francis Scott. He's on a Fitz. first name basis with him. It's okay. Yeah, we're bros. But, we're tight. But dude goes by his middle name, Scott. Yeah, Scotty. Yeah. 
Scotty, this... also the name of his daughter. Yeah, the pie. Um, that said, that said, uh, it's actually kind of difficult to talk about him all that much, just because like we obviously like we did an entire book that was a biography of his later life, so mm-hmm. we kind of have reviewed his life in in two episodes. Yeah, three episodes, pretty much. Um, but We've if you haven't heard it, listeners, him. go back. Yeah, listeners, just go back. But just fucking just back it the back that ass up and listen to these episodes. <laughs> All right, I wanted to talk a little bit about like where Fitzgerald was at the time when, like, basically leading up to like his early years, because that's the one sure. thing we haven't really covered. Is right? a Princeton man, and again, like, dude was uh, dude lived from uh, eighteen ninety six to nine to nineteen forty. Fitzgerald known dude. He Fitzgerald known dude. He uh, he was uh, yeah he died very very young. Yes. As we know. Um, he also became a soldier in 1917 in the Great War. Vietnam? Yeah, that one. Gotcha. Yeah, totally that one. Uh, <laughs> that one little... came first. Yeah, it had to have. <laughs> some interesting... I'm sure there were wars in Vietnam that didn't involve America. Like during that time? Probably, I don't know. No, I guess so. I mean, I'm sure somebody was fighting about something somewhere. Yeah, the Great um, Bon Mi War. Well, <laughs> yeah, but as what as what history happens to be about, America wants to make it all about itself, all right? Hey. So there's no other fucking bell at this goddamn ball. <laughs> yep. All right. So that's it. Um, basically, so a lot of things were happening at that time where he became a soldier. Uh, he was stationed in Fort Leavenworth uh, and was a student of future president, General Dwight Eisenhower. Hey. Whom he hated. Oh, fair. <laughs> Which I would love Sounds to hear right. about that. He uh, did not like Ike? He did not like Ike. Gosh. Uh, and also getting before he uh, he actually one hundred percent like uh, uh, entered the uh, entered like his like, career as a soldier. Uh, he was very scared that he would never be able to fulfill his literary career, which was the dream of his you know since his childhood. Yeah. So he very quickly wrote the Romantic Egoists. Yes. Uh, before he submitted it, and then before going off to war, he submitted it, was rejected, but it got positive reviews. Sure. And uh, not to jump too far ahead, but actually after the war. Um, he rewrote it as This Side of Paradise, mm-hmm. and that became his first novel, which was published. Well, it was accepted in what? 1919 was published in 1920. Sure. So the guy was very young when he published his first book. He That's... was indeed. Also, that I think I've said it before. I, I've read it. It reads like a very young man's book. There's an entire section that there's a play in it, and I'm like, oh boy. Nice. It, I, I've read it too. It is very, you, you get the sense of vanity from it, where it's yeah. just a very uh, egocentric kind of explanation of the way he was viewing the world at the time, which mm-hmm. is neat, but it. It doesn't read quite like this. Yeah, no, um, you, there's definitely a maturation in his work that's very impressive, especially once you get to like comparing the side of paradise to Tender's the Night. It's like night and day. Yeah, when was mm. this? Uh, I'm sorry, Tender's the Night. When was that published? Like, 30... Ooh, good question. I don't right. have my phone on me. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll look at it. Well, you can look it up in a second. Um, here's something else very interesting. Um, before uh, uh, Fitzgerald's first major love was Geneva King. Geneva. Geneva. Is it Geneva or Geneva? Geneva. Geneva. Yeah, I just heard John Vier and I, I want another drink. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking. Yeah, I, re- I ran out of wine. I'm I'm a little... I, I got <laughs> yeah. out of like... Geneva. Oh, no, Ginevra. Ginevra. Okay. You wiener. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Ginevra King. Let me correct that. Yeah, I'm out of wine. This is a bummer. Oh, drink my shitty one. Yes. It, my, I might have drank it all I already, do actually. Not, I do not like... Oh, you drank it? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, then we're fucked. I'll have some of your $5 wine. That's... A, oh, no, that's what I meant. The $5 wine. Oh, okay. oh, I didn't like either. Yeah, I didn't like either. Anyway. I'm I'm slow. I'm still on my first cocktail. By the well, way... What a- are you having? April, April 1934 was tender is the night, by 34? the way. 34? Wow. 34. Thank yeah. you. 34. That's it. Cocktail talk. Phil, what did you make? Uh, I made... It's one of my own. It's uh, Fuji Apple infused uh, famous grouse scotch and homemade ginger syrup and homemade vanilla syrup and Angostura bitters. That sounds delightful. Sounds lovely. It's very simple, but it's still kind of warm and it's uh, it's very smooth and very comforting. I like it. 
Anyway. That's it. <laughs> Getting into... Here's something really crazy. From what we know about Fitzgerald and his relationship with Zelda, he fell madly in love with Ginevra King, mm-hmm. uh, who was a debutante. So, like, it was an old-fashioned, like, several-year courting and whatnot. Sure. Like, she was a woman of means and, and gotcha. he was, like, the man who was supposed to kind of be like... Look. Like a certain character in a certain book. Like a certain character. Um, Couldn't and, imagine. And can mm-hmm. you imagine this dude who immediately falls in love with her? After they break up, uh, Fitzgerald requests that she burn all the letters that he wrote to her. Yeah. Doesn't burn hers. Mm-hmm. And then after he dies, Scotty, his daughter, mails the letters back to Gene- Ginevra, uh, who kept them until she died. And, like, no one knows like, exactly what was in them. It was, they're always pirate. Fitzgerald pirate. may have been a little melodramatic. He, he, he might have been a little. Yeah, he might have been a guy who, like, would smell a flower and cry. Uh, <laughs> speaking of melodramatic, uh, dude met Zerlda. Zelda, Zelda. As apparently I mistyped it in my my computer. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, was, I was really worried. Either, Zerlda Surye. Either in nineteen seven, nineteen seventeen or nineteen eighteen. Basically, um, they fell madly in love right away. And he basically, he actually uh, was never in the war. Apparently he got, like, the war ended before he was deployed. Sure. So when he, after, uh, so after that he became, uh, he got into advertising, uh, at which point, like. He was he, an ad man? He was an ad man really? for a short time. Convinced Zelda hmm. that he was a stand-up dude so, like, he can court her. Yeah. Um. Then she stopped, like, receiving him after, like, he wasn't doing very well and he took a bunch of shitty jobs. And then essentially uh, he rewrote the, what do you call it? And it became This Side of Paradise. Paradise. Was was a huge success. uh, Success. Yeah. Uh, And and Zelda was like, hey, hot stuff. I'm coming back to you. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Fitzgerald's career, not unlike a certain character in a certain book, uh, basically defined- Uh, 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 Hardy Boys 2? Yeah, the Hardy Boys 2. Uh, okay. the, the love of the last Tekken. Oh, okay. Um, basically, kind of, def- he finds love by proving himself a success. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, and, 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 yeah. And there's, and he is in no way a phony. He is in no way a phony. No. Or, or might it, consider himself a phony. True. It explains quite a bit, really. It yeah. really does. It says it all. It does, it does. So now that we have the bio out of the way, Phil, my good sir, why did yes. you decide to do this for your guest spot on our show? It's a book I have a long history with. Yeah. Uh, I, ha- I Like you said, I had to read it in high school. It was junior year. I absolutely hated it. It actually came Didn't back we up all? again. What was that? Didn't we all in high school having to read this? You were like, what is this bullshit? And then you read it again when you're like a few years later, when you're not forced to do it and you think it's amazing. Well, and that's the thing. I had just said this, I think to Sean actually was, you know, 90% of the things we read in high school, you should be asked to read again like four or five years later when you're more mature and you'll actually get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No one likes to be forced to read something. Right, Daniel? No. Strand 80? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you all (laughs) want to go back to our talk with The Catcher in the Rye, a very similar similar (laughs) book that's all over the place. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, like everyone fucking hated it when they read it in school. And I was really bummed because I read it before we had to read it and I really liked it. It was a reflection <laughs> of you and they all rejected you. Where I was like, it's like, hey, I feel like I relate to this kind of shitty guy. And everyone's just like, but he's shitty. We're all not shitty like him. And, and then I'm... Daniel turned into a corner. Yeah. I turned Go into on, a corner. Phil. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but I, I read it again, then again in college for American Writers when I was a sophomore. And all of a sudden I started to get it a little bit more and I understood a little bit more of the nuance. And so I actually really enjoyed it i read it once in grad school just to read it just to chill out one 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 time yeah just for funzos shits and giggles and so i i liked it even more then and so i was like well if you want me on the show it's like what do you what do you want to do and i'm like hmm what am i gonna know enough about to not sound like a total doofus and (laughs) 
And what am I going to be able to at least have a little bit of fun with? And I was like, this is the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> Phil, we don't shy away from coming off as doofuses here. We uh, lean honestly, into like, it. Like, that's a word I have not heard anyone use in so long, <laughs> and it brought me joy. Doofus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Like, like Phil, you, you know very well my love of bringing back old, terrible idioms from five years ago, including um, uh, um, smooth move X-lax. Uh, listen, I love that phrase. Yeah. I still love that phrase. No, they, no, there was one I brought up the other day where I'm like, I'm bringing this one back. And you're like, no. Oh, I've never heard of it. That or It sounded terrible. What was uh, it? Okay. What? <laughs> it, you... it was a truly awful idiom that I wanted to bring back. Oh, no. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was, was it? don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. You had never heard that, Daniel? Really? No, no. It's it's not that I didn't hear it. I heard this and I was like, <laughs> nobody said that. <laughs> yes. Many people said that and no one liked it. Maybe a bunch of Christian dads who were born in the 50s. Uh... <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Truth. Sort of. Mm-hmm. Probably. All right. right. So, um, uh, Phil, while you're at it, do you want to tell yeah. our listeners, if somehow they haven't read this yet, what is The Great Gatsby about? Yeah, motherfucker. It's about this guy named Gatsby. Chill. But is is he like, like good or <laughs> He's is great. he really? I well, that's I, what it, I don't that's know. what every he wants everybody to believe. That's uh, true. I, let me see if I can give you the elevator pitch. Uh, you have a, <laughs> you have a, you have a narrator who moves out to Long Island and happens to get a house right next door to the fanciest motherfucker in mm-hmm. this neighborhood. In West Egg, no <laughs> basically. Or East Egg. Which West Egg. Uh, is um, West Egg. West Egg is the uh, is the new money. East Egg is the old money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the East Egg people look down on the West Egg people. Mm-hmm. As you do. But, like you do. Um, but, you, but he's throwing all these crazy parties, and it turns out that he is doing all of this in the hopes of winning the affections of the married lady across the lake, who the narrator happens to be friends with from way back. Cousins. Uh, cousins, yeah, apparently. Oh, that's right. They're cousins. That's it. Yeah. I, there are a couple of relations in this book where I'm looking at that and I'm like, wait a minute, who was related to who or who were they uh-huh. just like it is weird, yeah. Yeah, like weird family like, oh, this is the family of that family and therefore we know each other. And it's like, mm. yeah, yeah, it's all pretty like incestuous with like how like everyone's like, oh, this is my neighbor from when I live next to this person, in Virginia, me and you are cousins and you married my, you know, it, yeah, it's we like, were yeah. In, we were in this division together in the war and then we lost yeah. touch. Everyone kind of know. I, I mean, yeah, this He's is a to- Yale man. I'm this, a Yale man. This is totally like early 20th century, like upper, like white culture of essentially being like everyone. Everyone has to know you from something. It was a roaring 20s, yeah. baby. Yeah, the roaring 20s. And, and I always forget that they're cousins because Daisy is very flirty with Nick in several scenes. Yes. And I read it. I always I'm like, wait, the cousins. Is she just doing this to act proprietary or uh, not proprietary I'm, to try and act proper? Or is she flirting with him? And this is weird. To be, I can yeah. never. Yeah. To, to be honest, I'm, I'm not certain. Like, I feel like she's either just messing with him. Or she isn't. Um, I, I mean, think that's just Daisy's nature. Back then, cousins used to fuck. Yeah, that's why I'm man. not sure. I mean, uh, I am reading uh, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford by mm-hmm. Ron Hansen. And I am watching Fruits Basket. Yeah. And uh, and in that, <laughs> they make a good point that, uh, you know, um, uh, Z, uh, James, uh, James's wife, was uh, his cousin. His first cousin. Sure. Yeah, because like, that was just fine that was cool beans that was like oh yeah back then that was chill back in the day hey and uh you know 19 and honestly like it's not there's not that much of a huge time difference between the death of james and and this fucking book this phil you're a a scientist why is incest bad yeah (laughs) can you explain it to us 
Now, first of all, I'm not a biologist, but uh, <laughs> I just I like to go on record. Even if I can't fully explain this, just don't fuck your sister. That's all I'm saying. That's I'm willing to stand behind that sentence and also the following, which is don't fuck your cousin either. Okay, sure. Right. That's fair. Uh, but it's a it's a question of genes overlapping, and when you have too many similar genes when you produce an offspring, things go haywire. Gross. Hey, gross. All right. That's yeah. It. That's nasty. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay, how should we do this in terms of what order? In terms of like, uh, how about this, Phil? Um, how yeah. is it? Wh- wh- how many times have you read this book by now? Do you know? You said uh, three. Th- th- that makes three? F- that makes four. This four. was the fourth time I read this again uh, while I was going up to, uh, to uh, up to Montreal, actually. Okay, so what is it like re- uh, reading this this late in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh my god! I just realized it was twenty years ago. I read it for the first time because Oy. I was sixteen. So, uh, ow! Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been ten. No, we it would have been like oh four when we read it, Daniel. In oh, high I have school. no idea. Like oh three, oh four. I have yeah. no. I have no idea what. So it's uh, been like it's been like fifteen years. Uh, again, me and Gabriel went to the same high school together. Do you? Yeah. Do you have any idea what 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 grade you were when you read this? Um, it oh was, yeah, uh, I was a junior. Sophomore. So for us, we were like sophomores. I think. I think I'm really not sure. I remember um, being a sophomore when I read uh, Lord of the Flies. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I was... hated that book. I never got into it. I, yeah, oh, I, I still, I, I still it. use "I'm um, a sucks to your asthmar. But you know, I'm gonna like I that. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We should try and bring that one back. That's a good <laughs> sucks to... I'm trying, Phil. Sucks to your asthmar. <laughs> sucks <laughs> you, to your asthmar. You've got help over here now too. I'm gonna yeah, do buddy. that. <laughs> okay. Well, the uh, Piggy has asthma, and then the one kid is like, like, so Piggy's like, I have asthma, and the one kid says, "Sucks to your asthmar." <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it, Phil. He what's... also says sucks to your auntie, which, again, don't fuck your cousin. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Good math. Phil. Yes. How do you feel about reading uh, The Great Gatsby again? Have you always enjoyed it? Oh, you said that you'd started so not you enjoying it. it but how do you design. feel about it now? But this, la- this yeah, newest so, reading. So what, what, what did you see this time that was different for you as a 36-year-old Six. man? <laughs> as a 36-year-old guy reading this. As, was, a, as a married uh, fella. Late in your life. Yeah, this is true. Jesus. Late? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I need to get a second opinion. <laughs> I, I Reading it this late and, and having more perspective than even the last time I read it, which I think was like six, seven years ago, it, I, I see a lot more of the double talk and the bullshit from everybody. Definitely. that's That was my takeaway this time as well. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that like look at these characters and it's like, no – Nick is full of shit. Daisy's full of shit. Tom mm-hmm. is full of shit. We knew that. But like Jordan's full of shit and like all of it comes through. And of course, Gatsby's full of shit. That's part of the point. He's the most full of shit. Mm. He is. And yet I like his character more than any other character in the book. For sure. He's he, he, like he, he is great in a way that he is not trying to be great. Hmm. Yeah. I also think he's great. And it's like the, he's the only one that's actually acted to me anyway. He's actively doing something. Nick is for the most part, like a passive observer of mm-hmm. all of these events. Daisy is just kind of going along with it. Tom yeah. is more or less just doing his thing and just doing what he's always done. Yeah. Being like a Gats- burly bully. Hmm. Oh, a total, total douche nozzle. <laughs> and or whatever the 20 roaring twenties equivalent of douche nozzle was, but you know, he had his ass in the hat. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like the only one who's actively trying to do something. And I admire that as much as he's full of shit, he's trying to reach a goal and not just going with it. And I I like that. And that's why I I like that character. And I like him even more now being in that position in the middle of my life where it's like, no, I'm trying to do shit. I'm done. I'm done waiting. I'm done. I'm going to give it a shot. 
fail or not, I'm going to go for it. See what happens. I dig that. Yeah, I dig that. So, Daniel, let's push it. Let's th- put it all in your court. Okay. So, did you like this the first time you read it? Um, I don't really remember having like a, I don't I remember like not not liking it. Mm-hmm. Where like I don't remember necessarily loving like, it. I didn't read it basically in in school. You just straight up didn't read it. I just like paged through it <laughs> and like I I am very bad at doing school assignments, so I basically didn't read it. <laughs> yeah, so was I. Um, no, I I I'm pretty sure I read it for them. Yeah, I, th- I think this is one of the books I did actually read for assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I remember liking it for the most part or at least like knowing i should like it or something yeah. like the language is is not very easy to get into right away especially no. as a 17 16 year old uh, like you open no, this book takes, and you're like that... what well here's yeah, the... that take that takes some work yeah once again to zelda what <laughs> well once uh <laughs> well once again um no when i picked up this book uh for for reading it for this show uh i was thinking i was really looking forward to this i was like oh i bet like this is going to feel like a great american novel like you mm-hmm. read this and I'm like oh this is a really fine novel and then in the beginning i was kind of like oh no why am i not getting into this <laughs> and uh yeah no it just began very very slowly like once basically like, like once we like get introduced it's an adjustment. to daisy and jordan and, and tom and everything like that then it just really picks up and, and it just never yeah it's it's very 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 readably readable yeah and digestible like, and whatnot you surprise yourself by how far you've gotten into the book like, yeah every time you pick it up and it oh, is absolutely and it is, i i my last read, it was up on the train. I was done. Caroline took a nap. She woke up. I was done with the book. It was like a two hour thing. And I was like done. And I'm like, wow, are we in Canada yet? Holy shit. I have nothing left to read. The fuck did I do? It's a short one. It really is. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, it is only 49,000 words. Uh, that said, yeah. uh, no, and I tell you what, what, you know what, uh, what I really got from reading it this, uh, this time around a boner, um, a boner. <laughs> okay. But the but y'all know from when we talked about the last time when I when we did uh, the sun also rises by Ernest yeah. Hemingway, uh, which was one of the the Hemingway novels that I really like. That was a great joy for me to discover. I like that book. Yeah, and reading this one now made me go like, oh, this is like this and like this side of paradise are kind of sister novels because I've always kind of imagined this side of paradise. What's it? I'm sorry. The, the was uh, sun, also sun, rises. sun also rises. Whatever. Yeah. All these fucking. I, I'm calling everything the sun. Also, uh, the, <laughs> this side of paradise. Um, but uh, no, because I've always described like the sun also rises as the as a book where it's about of like young twenty somethings who are broke all the time, working but spending most of their time drinking, fucking each other's girlfriends. Yeah. Uh, and, but and like being, everyone's being Olympic, and everybody is miserable. Uh huh. And I hey you, man, you, they weren't called the found generation. <laughs> Am I right? Was that a joke? Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Oh boy! All right. I mean, I, uh, I, I got it. <laughs> don't give him that, Phil. Jesus. Thank you, Phil. Uh, so that said, um, but no, it, then that I feel, I, you feel like a kind of like reflection on like your, your like your young youth, your young adulthood, your young youth. Yeah, I was gonna say like your young youth, your young adulthood, essentially with like this, where it's it's a very similar kind of reflection and like focusing on like the phoniness and like your inability to create like solid relationships oh yeah and how you kind of let your friends down uh it's it's different in the sense where i forgive you this is obviously very much you're welcome uh <laughs> with uh where the, yeah, this has to do with like that that upper class like new york like trendy whatever mm-hmm. and like obviously uh sunrise rise is all about being an expatriate and like partying over there and whatnot just like fishing fishing that was a big thing in that one sure oh was it I don't remember. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, no, that, that's I believe you. That's what I really Mine like a steel trap. That, that's what I really got. I think it was both. It was that and bullfighting. Whatever. Sure. Anyway. So. Uh, so that's what I really was thinking about in this, where it's like, oh, this is why also Hemingway, when he read this, he was immediately just like, wow, Scott is a great writer. And you know why? Because it reminded him of his own book. 
which is that the, adds up the most Hemingway that, thing to do. Sure, sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's good math. Gabriel, yes, Daniel. When was the last time you read this? Last time I read this, I was probably um uh, twenty years old. So it's been it's been like eleven years since I've last read this. Mm-hmm. Then when I got through my last like big Fitzgerald bump, that I was in I was in college. I believe I was living a few back then back then in Brooklyn. Oh no! And uh, it 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 shocks me how much I missed last time I read this book. Like Phil, I completely agree with you that you don't re- like you don't realize that everyone in this book is full of shit. That oh, it's horrible. Everyone is pretending. And like when I was twenty, I'm like, wow, I want to call everyone old sport. <laughs> and like and then the book goes out of its way to point out I don't know how I miss this. It goes out of its way to point out that Gatsby is awkward, he is a poser, mm-hmm. he is a romantic, and he's kind of a fucking dork. Yeah. He's kind of a goof. And yeah. even Nick realizes right away, he's like, Why is he calling me old sport? <laughs> That's kind of dumb. It that the the like Nick as your narrator is well aware that Gatsby is a phony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is why also that nobody actually knows who Gatsby is at like all of his parties because yeah. like he doesn't want people to know him. He's because... like socially awkward and like like I love the description of he's like um I'm an Oxford man, don't you know? <laughs> and Nick's like uh huh. Hey, listen, there's a lot of stories going around me, so let me tell you straight. Yeah. Old sport. Um. But but, sorry. I, I the one thing I really didn't like about the movie was when when. Uh, Nick meets Gatsby at the party. Like mm-hmm. Gatsby's this swap, and that's where you get the get. The yeah, I don't like it, like that. Doesn't line up at all. Uh, we're t- no, you're talking like, in of the course, book it, of the ni- uh, 2013 movie by Baz Luhrmann starring Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, correct. Not the Robert yeah. Redford one. Not the Robert Redford. No, not the Robert Redford one. And even but that yeah, one seems wrong. Written by Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. All comes back to Coppola. It all comes back to Coppola. I'm sorry. I, I didn't, didn't mean to say. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Phil. Were no, you... Like, uh, that's what I was talking about earlier. Oh. That um, my my friend, the uh, the lit professor, was just like, I like like she felt that um, that the 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 new one did a better job of making Leo look like like that that element that Gatsby's a a phony and kind of a like like my favorite scene in the whole book is uh the the first time that. Uh, the whole gets Gatsby's plan goes into culmination that he's like he's at Nick's for lunch or whatever waiting for uh waiting for Daisy to show up mm-hmm. and it's so awkward because he doesn't like he knocks over a clock oh, and he's like, super fidgety yeah the and whole like time. And I love the writing where he's just something like uh we all acted as if that the clock had broken when he just got it. <laughs> like, it's 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 bliss you know what that reminded me of. Uh, Hemingway writing des- describing Fitzgerald's behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, where like he, he's that. like where he, yeah he he's like he's like manic mm-hmm. almost, and uh, that's what that's what it reminded me of. You, you can see like the stories that people that we've read been reading for the show yeah. that are about Fitzgerald. You can see like yeah, this reminds me of him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I I so like I've been a big I've been the bigger Fitzgerald fan of the two of us for well, many, I've, for I've years. never read any of his other books besides yeah, this, I've just this read one. this one. Yeah. And like uh, coming back to it now, like the, again, like at 31 rather than 20. At the end of your life. At the end of my life. I mean, let's. Oh, I mean, <laughs> wow. Hey, 33 is the goal. Mm. So like it's it's such a different read now. It's so much sweeter and sadder and better than I remembered, which is amazing because I already liked it a lot when I was 20. So it's um it's a great time, and I tell you what C plus we can C plus we all agree uh, above, <laughs> above average it's definitely above average it yeah. really is it definitely is, uh, but I tell you what we will continue talking about the Great Gatsby I need wine uh, in a little bit I need a drink we need to get more drinks yeah. we need to actually go on a break when we come back we're gonna play a game we're gonna play a game oh boy. Yeah. 
I just want to point out to the listeners, they did that live. That wasn't actually sound effect. I'm a little terrified. (laughs) Thank you, Phil. Gabriel, you're the engineer. (laughs) Throw us to break. Fuck! Welcome back. Hi. Hello. Listener readers, too. Hello, guest. Hello, Gabe. Hello, Daniel. Slow readers, how dare you guys inter- interrupt <laughs> my goddamn introduction back to the show? God damn it. Mm-hmm. Also, I have, gu- I have gum in my mouth. That's not professional. Yeah, touch your gum. Jesus. Fuck you. Get your fucking life together. Wait, you are, you eat- are you eating gum while you're having wine? Uh, no. no, I'm having wine. Yeah, I oh, drank the last of Daniel's wine. Gabriel drank the last of my wine, which I was very gracious enough to be like, no, go ahead and drink it. Thank so you, I, Daniel. I appreciate the uh, insult about the gum. <laughs> uh, that said, um, we have a game to play. We yeah. sure do. Yeah, it's game time. And Gabriel, I believe you have prepared something for us. I've prepared a game for you guys. Uh-oh. Um, uh, Phil, your show, The Whip Around, plays a lot of games, and I we love do. them every single time. Well, thank you. So... Um, we're gonna do something. Uh, we're gonna do something. We're gonna play a little game. It should be a good time. All right, right. I'll do my best. So, um, uh, as I told you guys beforehand, either this is going to be the easiest game of all time for both of you, Uh or this is going to be a complete bomb. Either way, I'm gonna have a great time. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Doesn't matter. So (laughs) let's talk about anime. Boo! I'm in. (laughs) So. There's a certain famous anime that just dropped recently on Netflix. It's a really big deal. And personally, I have never watched it. I have never liked it from what I've seen of it. And maybe you two are, maybe you're a big fan, Phil. I don't know. But I remember very clearly Daniel talking to me about this very anime in in band class. Mm. (laughs) I'm talking about... Neon Genesis Evangelion. Son Yay. of a bitch. I watched so, the first two episodes and I was like, nah, and I turned it off. Now I'm feeling completely <laughs> unprepared. So um, for those of you who don't know what this is, Neon Genesis Evangelion is one of the most famous, very pretentious, but also very philosophical, very intense, and very well-loved deconstructionist anime. It's about a boy named Shinji who gets who fights in a giant robot, except it's real sad or something. It's, yeah. Daniel, it, you explain, what is Neon Genesis Evangelion? Because I've never given a shit, and apparently you did once upon a time. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I will give the uh, credit where credit's due. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion is a science fiction mech story, which basically... Daniel just pushed his glasses up to his face which, and adjusted <laughs> his, pen, his pen's protector. Which basically, yeah, which basically says that uh, in this, like, uh, every every so often, uh, a giant uh, alien creature comes an down angel? to Earth called an angel. Which uh, is super dumb. Well, We'll we'll come <laughs> Thank down, you, Phil. Yo, don't even get that's that's. <laughs> we've got started, all right. I'm not even getting get get into like the serious like lore of this thing. Um, so like comes down and basically just starts uh tearing apart like uh, major cities and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there have been events that have basically just wiped out like like huge sections of population in the past, but uh, but humanity has uh, cobbled together these things called. Even Avas, even That's what they're called, and uh, to fight them, the mu- that must be piloted by fourteen-year-old children. Yeah, uh, and uh, the more interesting, Gagers. the more interesting story about this <laughs> is that it is this. It is almost like a chosen one kind of story where the chosen Shin- one does not even yeah, remotely want to be the chosen Shinji, one. Yeah, where Shinji Akari you mean a, does uh, a standard. Uh, what do you, uh, oh, what's his name? Son of a bitch. The one time I try and think about the... Way to fuck it up, <laughs> Phil. Come I on. Phil, come on, man. It's the hero's journey. Campbell. Campbell's hero's Campbell, journey. Joseph it's Campbell, Joseph Campbell, fucking yes. Campbell's it's, hero's it's journey. A, it's a, no, it's an, it's an anti-Joseph Campbell hero's journey. Yeah, where like the hero 
continuously does not want to be it and like the deeper he goes into the more he has every reason to not want to be involved i was a teenage boy and i'm like who doesn't want to be a gundam pilot Whoa. so that was my reaction okay. i did not understand uh, deconstructionist media that said what do you I, said, I, i'm not going to say anything you know, more about i know that. for a fact you're a big fan <laughs> of the creator of um evangelion hideki um hideki Anno. well you know what first he off, made that amazing film he made he made one of my favorite movies in the past like 20 years shin godzilla phil what's your take on godzilla and have you seen shin godzilla have not seen shin godzilla enjoy godzilla immensely however see shin godzilla see it. it's amazing it is it is directed by it is co-directed by the guy who created and like you know like designed and wrote everything Hideaki Anno whatever fuck yeah um who did that and like I was kind of like oh he's gonna do a Godzilla movie whatever and then I see it and you're like oh this is fucking awesome I've That's I've so seriously good. opened a can of worms of Daniel here yes anyway boys so we're talking about anime but also this is a literature show yay so I like let's play more. a game I like to call hit Dick Iano. And I'm going to give you guys some quotes. Oh, right. okay. I was and worried either... this was going to be a visual game. <laughs> <laughs> turn your turn your camera on, Phil. Oh, dear. So uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read you two some quotes. And either they are dialogue from the very pretentious Neon Genesis Evangelion, or they're quotes from sci-fi mastermind Philip K. Dick, Ooh, author oh. of... Um, the original Blade Runner thing. Um, we saw your memories for you wholesale. Hey. And a scanner darkly. Hey. And He's do a weirdo. Android's dream of electric sheep. Exactamundo, exact, my man. Exactamundo. So, I'm going to read these quotes. And I have enough here. Wait, so, so a character from Evangelion? Yes. Or it's from Dick himself? Yes. Okay. Correct. Actually, that would have been smart. If been from, no, I like it better from I, Dick I'm going to really embarrass myself if I actually do very well. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I expect you to do very well at this point. <laughs> That was the thing. I'm like, I for all I knew, both of you were still hardcore Evangelion fans, so I'm kind of glad you're not. So here's how we're gonna play this. I'm gonna read the quote. Also, and... uh, uh, Phil, are you at all like a big dick fan? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't yes. a joke. But are you? <laughs> do you like dick, Phil? <laughs> I do. <laughs> that's yeah, why I'm, I'm on top. I'm, that's I'm why I'm on top. Gallant, Gallant Radio, Radio for Sailors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here's how we're gonna do it. I'm gonna read the quote. And I want both of you, I want one of you to buzz in saying your name. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you think you know, you buzz in. And if no one buzzes in, I'm picking one of you to answer. Okay. Okay. So you say your own name to buzz in. Okay. All right. Gotcha? I- I'll All try. Right. <laughs> Here's your first quote. Understanding 100% of everything is impossible. That's why we spend all our lives trying to understand the thinking of others. Phil. That's what makes life... Oh, Phil. For Phil. Also, it's Philip K. Dick, I think. Phil? Yeah. You are incorrect! Oh, damn it. It was a character named Ryoji Kaji. Some boy? I don't know. I I, I know who that was, but I'm withholding this. Explain... No, no. Please read the whole thing. I thought we were supposed to wait until the whole whole thing's done. I thought my only chance to beat Daniel at this was to jump the gun. (laughs) (laughs) To be be fair, I 100% thought this was was Dick as well. Oh, Oh, God damn it. The rest of the quote is, that's what makes life so interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but no, to be honest, it sounds like some... Yeah. Yeah, hey, explain who is Ryoji Kaji. (sighs) <sighs> Ryoji Kaji is so late in the late in the oh, main no series idea. when uh, basically a, a a new child comes in 
who seems to be very wise and whatnot. And also he brings balance to Shinji's life sure. when Shinji is absolutely like very distraught and everything in his life is falling apart. And uh, he actually ends up being the final angel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. So spoiler I alert for anyone getting into Evangelion. Okay. I also, I could also be getting that person wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do, sh- sh- should I deduct points from you, Phil? Yeah. Negative, I'm at, negative one. I'm at negative one. <laughs> negative one is negative one to zero. Yay. Okay, just good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. just let Phil defeat himself. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that's a great plan anytime. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's your next quote in the game, Hidik Iano. Strange how paranoia can link up with reality now and then. Daniel. Daniel. That's Dick. That's Dick! Yeah! It's one to negative one. Woo! <laughs> Get it together, Phil. I love it. Okay. Here's your next quote. I believe I put seven quotes. Uh, yeah, seven? Okay. Okay, so that way we have no I, I hope it's not an even number. <laughs> Bad planning. Here we go. If you can get them to see the world as you do, they will think as you do. Daniel. Daniel. That's Dick. That's some Dick. Daniel knows his Dick. <laughs> yeah, wow, Daniel I know knows his Dick, dick real well. <laughs> Daniel's all about that Dick. King Dick. King Dick. <laughs> Is that the K stands for? <laughs> yeah. Is it Kingsworth or something? I have no idea. Yeah, Kingsley. <laughs> yeah, Kingsley Dick. Philip. Phil Kingsley Dick. Phil Kingsley Dick. Was that his middle name, really? Kingsley? I know. I feel like we we definitely learned this for... Because we did an episode on... uh, on Did we do Android Stream Electric? Yeah. Yeah, we did did that. That's right. Yeah, uh, sorry. I'll I'll look it up, but Gabriel, go ahead. Okay. Here's your next quote, folks. I think I'm just going to let Daniel try and, like, catch back (laughs) up to me the other side of negative. Kindred. Kindred? Philip Kindred Dick. That's fucking insane. That's a... Balls out crazy knit middle name. That's yeah, really it's weird. It's too cool. Maybe it was his mom's like maiden name. It's like Stone Harrington. Stone Harrington. <laughs> Here we go. Right. Let's, let's not turn this into Patterson Costler's The Woods now. Hey, hey. Patterson Costler's The Woods. Anywhere can be paradise as long as you have the will to live. Uh, After f- all, Phil. No, keep going. Nope, keep oh. going. Oh. After all, you are alive, so you always have the chance to be happy. Phil. As long as a su- Phil. Damn it, I think you gotta stop pausing. I keep thinking you're done. <laughs> it's dramatic pauses, Phil. I hate commas. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Evangelion because I'm playing the I'm playing the man now, not the quote. Ooh, oh, okay, okay. We should make a whole new game show called Playing the Man. Okay. <laughs> Phil? Yeah. You are correct! Hey, hey, I'm back to you're zero. You're on the board. Back to zero. You're not on the board. You're, <laughs> you're out, of, the out of the red. <laughs> Two it. to zero. Okay. My new goal in this game is not to beat Daniels to finish in the positive. <laughs> you can still you can still win this. You have one, two, three. We still got four to yeah, go. Yeah, we, we, we got four to go? Oh, wait. Four, am three. I, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> These two quotes were too, too close together. Okay. Right. I could we'll also just let Daniel beat himself, too. That's possible. True, true, true. Your next one. Yes. Humans const- humans constantly feel pain in their hearts. Because the heart is so sensitive to pain, humans also feel that to live is to suffer. Daniel? Daniel. I think that's Evangelion. Daniel. 
Make that three points. Yeah. Three to zero. Oh, my God. Oh, sir, also, I meant to point this up. So the last quote, previous one, was Yui Ikari. Who is Yui Ikari, Daniel? Yui Ikari, she's the blonde woman, I think, right? Oh, wait, no. Hold on. I'm really she, blanking she, on who these people she's are. She's there right. early because even I know that name from, from the two episodes I watched. So uh, well, mm. You've watched it way more, more recently, recently than I have. <laughs> well, I mean, um, it was like yeah. last month, yeah. And the last one was Kawaru Nagisa. Waru Nagisa. Oh, God boy. bless you. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, no, no idea. Also, I gotta be. I gotta point out. You know, like the last time I've seen any of these, I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hey, I can still fluently talk about Outlaw Star. Well, that it was much more contained. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on. Ba, ba, ba. Your next quote, boys. Score is three to zero. We can still tie this, Phil. I don't think so, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> this to me is the ultimate heroic trait of ordinary people. They say no to the tyrants, and they calmly take the consequences of this resistance. Daniel. Daniel. That's Dick. Daniel knows his dick! (laughs) You beat me to the buzz in. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I always always want to take my time with these, but you keep buzzing in. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. I started the trend. That's my fault. (laughs) Phil, you can't blame Daniel for loving dick. No, I can't. I uh, Listen... (laughs) I love Dick as much as Daniel does. <laughs> okay. It looks like he's not proving it. Oh. <laughs> well, listen, if you love Dick. He's calling Dick, you gay. <laughs> it's like, just, Akai. listen, if he loves Dick more than I do, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, there was Yui Ikari and Kawaru Nagisa. Yui, oh, I think Yui, oh, Yui is, I think, Shinji's mom. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, oh. What was the other one? I'm sorry. Kawaru Nagisa. Mm, all right. Never mind. Next quote. Yeah. Burying memories is man's way of surviving. Phil. Phil. Evangelion. Evangelion. Phil's on the board. I'm actually on the board for real this time. (laughs) You made it. I'm very proud of you. Oh, so am I. I'm sorry. Kawaru was that boy I was talking about earlier. What? The the boy who who turns out to be an angel. So who is Ryoji then? I don't know. Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's our last one. I, I had one for safety. Okay. Even though Phil, Daniel's already won. Uh, mathematically, I can't. Okay, let's do this. This last one is worth six points. <laughs> no, it's not. It's fine. Okay. okay. Phil. Any new no. position. <laughs> <laughs> At this okay. point, I'm guessing, so I might as well buzz in early. No, I'm kidding. Keep going. Okay, let's go for it. Any new position from which you view your reality will change your perception of its nature. It's all literally a matter of perspective. Phil. Daniel. Oh, oh, boy. Let him get it. <laughs> Phil? Well, let's give it to you. Phil, what's the word? That sounds like dick. Is it dick? I'm going to go with dick. It... Phil? Yeah. You're back in the red. Ah! <laughs> that was Evangelion. Oh, my God. That was really? Maya Ibuki. Okay. I'll tell you, I, I really need to go back and watch Evangelion because if there's. I don't think these you do. Of... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ryoji Rio, Kaji. Kaji was uh, like a triple agent for between like basically like uh, the main the main corporation that does the Evangelion and like it's like secret masters uh, who gets killed. Spoiler. Um, and the one who'd you say to say it was Maya? Maya. Well, now I don't need Maya? to go and watch it if you told me that. I mean, geez. I think Maya. Uh, I think she was one of like just like the staffers in like uh, for the sure. thing. Maya. Yeah, Maya Buki. Yeah. She was a first lieutenant at Nerve. OK. And yeah, the she... second last one was Gendo the dad. 
Oh, Gendo, yeah, that's the dad. Yeah, the main yeah I don't know. I, I watch Food Wars and Fruits Basket. That's my job. I watch shoujo and cooking anime. <laughs> anyway, that's how you play the game called Hid Dick Iano. Congratulations, okay. Daniel, for winning. For Better luck much... next time, Phil. Better that's luck okay. next time. I'm happy to be. I'm just happy to be here. Okay. <laughs> and Daniel, you should be ashamed of yourself. I should for be ashamed knowing. myself for knowing so much about not so much Avon, but knowing a lot about Dick. Mm-hmm. To be honest, so uh, yeah, so suck it, Dave. <laughs> uh, Dave, Wait, Dave, what? whoever you are out there, Dave, Dave, uh, the, Dave the Oreo is Dave. Right. Dave, say, Dave is the that Oreo can Johnny No Thumb's real name is that Dave? Could be. Uh, oh wait, 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 Phil, were, were you? No, you were not present for that. But do you recall that wonderful moment where Daniel thought that Dave's name was what, he, the he did Oreo? Not re- the Oreo. It, oh, it, it was. It, it was joy. Yeah. I, <laughs> I laughed my ass off. It was so funny. I yeah, really, we like. We were like, is this a bit you're doing? It, it in Daniel's defense, I, I get it. But <laughs> but dude, come on. <laughs> get it together. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's how you play the game. And um, we're going to go on one more break. And when we return, it's time for final thoughts. Hazy memories. Hazy memories as well mm-hmm. on The Great Gatsby. Yes. Cool. Go to break. Cool. Welcome back, dear listeners. Hi, Phil. Oh, shit. How are you, Phil? Is that okay? I mean, I don't know if I'm... It was outstanding. It's outstanding. It's good. It's beautiful. Uh... (laughs) Hello, Daniel. (laughs) Hello, Gabriel. Hello, Gabriel. Hello, Daniel. Hi, everyone. How is everyone in that break? Uh, Good, good. uh... I have another drink, so I mean, I'm good. Hey, that's... that's... Hey, we got to get more wine here. Uh, Yeah, we need more wine. You had more wine. I... And slowly, I, they, I'm slowly losing energy to the <laughs> carbon dioxide. A, a dog bit me real hard last night. Oh and no! I, really? I need some of. No, I, I'm, it's a metaphor. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta. I, I I need some of his hair like real bad. You know, I learned that uh, that that phrase from uh, The Shining. Oh really? Like how probably a lot of people heard it. I don't know. I I, I just got it from like. Like work. Yeah, you also don't watch The Shining. Yeah. That said, welcome back, dear listener readers, to Slow Readers, America's Fast Space Social Podcast, brought to you by Top Gallon Radio. Hi. I am Daniel. I am Gabriel. And this is the show. And Wait, with... let, her, let our guest introduce himself. Okay. And I'm Phil. I'm hanging out. Hi, Phil. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's a doctor, you love Dick God more damn than it. doesn't mean I don't get to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> Phil is a oh, doctor you know of martial arts. That's That should be <laughs> our next sticker or t-shirt. It just says, I love Dick, and it's just <laughs> Phil K. Dick's face. <laughs> How is that not a thing already? How could that not be a that, thing? But then oh again, oh my god, I didn't see the. Yeah, yeah, I also I never saw the what's it called the the Joyce Carol Oates thing either, and I'm like, how? I'm not the first one to think of this, am I? <laughs> and hey, it, it Phil, seems did, so did, obvious. Did Sean give you a sticker? Of what? Of so the no, uh, Joyce no, Carol then, I guess. Oates? Yes, not. Oh man, I, I, I we sent him four for each one of you. <laughs> oh, Sean, you. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Motherfucker, god damn it, Sean. That goon. Yeah, I should have sent some. Doofus. I'll say doofus again. Sounds good. <laughs> Phil, I'm going to mail you one of these stickers then. Oh, I'm that... excited. Thank you. And your flask is being made currently, so it'll be in the yeah! mail. Yeah. Listeners, nice. also a, a preliminary plug. Listen to, Sha- <laughs> to listen to Phil's show, The Whip Around. I want a flask. Yeah, that's like, right. And apparently, like, so uh, in their survey, I. Uh, you might have I... won more, but you forgot how many times you were on our show. <laughs> Yeah, my I got. It's like, like like one of the questions was who's um who is the person who's been the guest most often and That's how many you. times? And I'm like, it was me. And I'm like, uh, I don't know how many times. Three, 
<laughs> you, li- you literally could have just gone through the feed. I could have gone through this thing, and I'd forgotten. I forgot. Mean, it's possible. I actually wrote all the. I was surprised how many people did poorly on that. I wrote those questions to be like, if you don't know, you can look in the backlog and figure out pretty much where everything <laughs> is. No, nope. people are lazy, Phil. I You're realize a teacher. That. You should know that. I, you know, in retrospect, yeah, I was like, no, it's just my students. Nope, all humans, lazy. Nope, everyone. <laughs> so that's I, even though you're lazy, I love you, listeners. Love you, uh, listeners. Love you, listeners. You lazy bunches of you sacks of shit. So we have a couple more uh, <laughs> things to do, segments to do, and starting off, we have final thoughts for the great Caspi. <laughs> hey, Gabriel. The Great Catsby? What the, did you the, have the to Korean, say about comics? That, sounds, that sounds like a live-action remake I don't want to see. Catsby. Oh, no, it was it was a comic from Korea. The Wait, Great The Great Catsby, really? Yeah. Is, oh, is it shit. Just, wasn't it just this book, but with cats? No, I'm not even remotely. No, fuck that. Oh. It was very charming. Gabriel. It was very slow. Yeah, but... <laughs> you tell us what's your final thoughts for The Great Catsby. Um, I... I'm shocked at how much more I enjoyed it this time around. Like it's 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 kind of mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I guess it's it's a classic for a reason. And coming back to it again and again, I'm gonna keep on coming back to this again and again until I fucking die. Like apparently very soon, according to you. That <laughs> you I, fair, I meant to dead, say, buddy. I, yeah. meant, <laughs> I didn't. I meant, to be fair, I meant to say late in life, but instead I said at the end of your life. Yes. <laughs> so I'm. Uh, it's it's better than I remembered, mm-hmm. which is like I, I kind of can't believe that. That, you know, I, I like picking up these great works of literature that, you know, the first time I read, like, the Russians and everything, it was it was an assignment to myself. It wasn't joy. But they're definitely, they're, they're fascinating. They're engrossing. That's something really, really absorbing. And it's, it's, it's amazing to me that even more so than ever now, it's, like, the nuances of how real everyone is. And, again, um, this book is one of my absolute favorite descriptions of New York. Like I, I, I wish I marked Wait, the page. It was something talking about like how. Hold on, I'm sure I can find it because he's coming to the city right now. Do you wanna, do you wanna go to Phil and then uh, for you to find it? Yeah, Phil. Yeah. While he's while he's looking for that final thoughts, great Gatsby. What I, do you I, think? I think that if you haven't read this uh, since you were told to read it, whenever that was, college or whatever, and it's been. At least five years since you last read it, I think everybody should pick it up again because I think it's a great read. I think you learn more about the book every time you read it. I think it's more nuanced than than you might ever understand when you're a teenager sitting in an English class being told to read it with all of the other Oprah's book club books, which is when mm-hmm. it was jammed in the middle of when I was a teenager, which is why I hated it then. Yeah, stop uh, making teenagers read this book. Teenagers do not get this book. They don't. They do not like this yeah, book. Teenagers, no, I understand a, why. It's a it bad makes sense. Call. Teenagers will not do not understand. Do not have the objectivity to understand phoniness and like you know people like everybody in a room talking all at once. Nobody's listening. Yeah. Like that's not a thing that teenagers understand. Yeah. They Here, don't I, get I found it. No, the quote. absolutely not. So sorry. So Phil, finish your last thoughts. Then I found the quote. Uh, I mean, so yeah, read it listeners. If you haven't read it with us, you know, seeing the title of the episode or being told what's coming up, uh, it's totally worth it. And it's a short read too. It's, you it's know, a couple hours. Read. It's And I mean, it's a beautiful, well-written yeah, book. Of course. Wonderful. <laughs> So here's the here's the thing, like and really the more the longer I've been living in L.A., the more I miss New York. Here we go. On page sixty-eight, over the Great Bridge, with the sunlight through the girders making a constant flicker upon the moving cars, with the city rising up across the river in white heaps and sugar lumps, all built with a wish out of non-olfactory money. The city seen from the Queensboro Bridge is always the city seen for the first time in its first wild promise of all the mystery and beauty in the world. 
A dead man passes in a hearse heaped of blooms, followed by a carriage of drawn blinds, and by more cheerful car- sorry, cheerful carriages for friends. The friends looked out at us with the tragic eyes and short upper lips of southern, southern, south, southeastern Europe, and I was glad that the sight of Gatsby's splendid car was included in their somber holiday. As we crossed Blackwell's Island, a limousine passed us, driven by a white chauffeur, in which sat three modish negroes, two bucks and a girl. Ugh. I laughed aloud as the yolks of their eyeballs rolled toward us in haughty rivalry. Anything can happen now that we've slid over this bridge, I thought. Anything at all. Even Gatsby could happen without any particular wonder. And I think that's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Daniel! Phil, on a scale of 1 to 10, how gorgeous was that? I mean, that's really beautiful. Uh, so like solid six. nine and a half. Hey, hey. scores. Scored Good job, for, Scotty. For Scott. Daniel, what are your final thoughts on this here book before uh, we go into hazy memories? Hazy memories. Well, uh, I technically have, oh man, I have like two hazy memories and no final thoughts. Um, <laughs> that's okay. No, no. Hazy memories is plural. So in theory, you could have two. Could be. True. Uh, well, just in brief, like, yeah, I kind of agree with what Phil said where it's like, it's kind of amazing. It's same because like when uh, the first episode was on Animal Farm, mm-hmm. which is a book that I everyone everyone that. reads for middle school and high school. And I read this and I was like, this is the saddest fucking thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> Like, why, why are we making kids read this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, yeah, something like The Great Gatsby, there is a lot more nuance than we're supposed to kind of have when we're kids. Like, yeah, it is it is a great book. It really is. It's wonderfully short and succinct, and it's very dis- it's wonderfully descriptive. And, yeah, it's it's a really fascinating story about that, like, I think all young people – I'm sorry, that's me. All young people can understand where it's, like, everyone's having a good time, no one's having a good time. Yeah. All right, that's it. We have one, or actually two, two final segments in here. Uh, this first one we're going to do, uh, 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 c- created by uh, another member of the Whip Around podcast, uh, Jonathan B. Hayes, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Jonathan B. Horny. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, wow. And that that's, uh, thing is called Hazy Memories. Hazy Memories. They'll do it. Hazy Memories. Right, Thank good, you, Phil. Good job. You're welcome. Uh, and in this, we basically talk about, hey, what's that thing you're going to remember from this book several years later? You know, when somebody says, hey, Great Gatsby. And you go, oh, oh yeah, and Great thought, Gatsby. Uh, we go into your reverie. Phyllis, what is your <laughs> doctor? Not yeah, Danny, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the baby. What is, your, what is your, hey, he's memory. Uh, there's, I have two also. The one is when Gatsby almost gets what he's been working for and they're all in the, comp- they're, they're all in the apartment, they're having the confrontation and he pushes just that little bit too far when he's like, say you never ever loved him and she can't do it. <laughs> oh. yeah. and it, it. He's so close to getting, he's the only one who he's full of shit, but he's the only one who's worked for anything. He's the only one who's like work towards a goal. Everybody else is going with it. He's like almost there. He's got most of what he wants and he ends up throwing it away because he can't be happy with most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there, there's point. something is so beautiful and tragic about that where you see just how hard and just how far and you realize like oh my god he is cheated and probably killed and, and had you know all these shady arrangements happen to get to this point and you mm-hmm. just blew it and there's just this <laughs> unbelievable tragedy from that <laughs> it's it's amazing um, and, and I'll always think of that and just how it ties in with the very last line which is the uh ships born back yep yeah uh, boats being against waves whatever which yeah thanks danny mm-hmm. uh, yeah <laughs> perfect so we beat on boats against the current born back ceaselessly into the past 
Yeah, and for just a minute there, he was actually going upstream. Just a he minute. You had, mm-hmm. had it. He had it, and he, he tried too damn hard. And just those two things, it's like, nope, you could have made it a little bit back upstream, but you couldn't couldn't be happy with that, and you no. got pushed back. And That's the tragedy of Jay Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Douchebag extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking goon. Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. What is your hazy memory? My hazy memory is, uh, it's, there's so much of this book that always sticks with me that there's just something, I don't know, I think it's just beautiful. That I, I think it's that scene I mentioned earlier where, like... In New York? N- no, the one where, um, it's it's in Nick's awkward house. In the, awkward in the house, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, like, and I, I absolutely love that entire scene where Nick excuses himself and, uh, and, like, Jay's just like, dude, what are you doing? Don't leave. And he's like, what are you, I'm, no, man, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, you're being a dick. She's alone in there. And there's a line where it's like, and Gatsby looked at me with, like, like serious reproach. And, it, like, he's so, like, he's so human. Like, I was going to say he's so weak, but that's not right. He's, he's, he's strong in his own way. And he's so, He's so human that, like, he's awkward. He's scared. He tr- he's fought his whole for five straight years. That's not that long. He fought for so long <laughs> to try and get. Yeah, it occurred to me, like, reading this, like, five years is not a long time. To he try did all right in five back. years. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. These characters are all really. Young. Isn't, like, Gatsby, like, like late 20s or something like that? He's in his 30s. He's in his, yeah. No, he's in his 30s. I think yeah. everyone else is, like, in their 30s. Yeah, like, so I'm like, 20s. I think So five close years to is death, according long. to you. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of their lives. <laughs> so, like, like it, that's another part of the thing to me that I find. The whole thing is charming, and I, I forgot that this book is beyond being great literature. It's charming that you know when when Nick comes back into the house and the whole air has changed, and it's Gatsby has like like ardently professed his love to her on the couch, and it's I don't know like everything about this book is 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 magical, and I haven't had a chance. To, I, mean, I might watch the uh, the DiCaprio version now because I'm I'm just too curious. Again, I'm sorry, you have I, seen it? I have not. I mean, okay. it, it's Carrie worth Mul- it. is Carrie Mulligan a good Daisy? I see a Mia Farrow as a great Daisy, but she's fine. Mulligan? But Mia Farrow is like, not. That was a weird choice. I thought of all the people, Carrie Mulligan, she's who fine. I love. Well, Don't I can, get me wrong. I can see Carrie Mulligan performing doing this character. I, I, don't get me wrong. I I have not seen this movie because I can't. It's such a bizarre take that's kind of weirdly. It's like that's a clever take, but it's not right. People smarter than me have said it's a smart adaptation. That like uh, people smarter than me have even said that the Lana Del Rey song is actually a brilliant capsulation of Daisy. And before that, I was like, oh, you still love me when I'm not beautiful. <laughs> I'm so- and it's like, oh, and apparently that's a smart analysis of her. And I'm like, I will take it from you because you're a doctor and I'm not. I'm still kind of I don't know. I'm still skeptical about that thing. Daniel, also, you just hate Lana Del Rey. What? No, I like I actually respect Lana Del Rey more than you do. <laughs> yeah, I've always said that if I was gonna if I was gonna die of a heroin overdose, I'd want it to be while listening to Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Wow, that's that's at my final thoughts. Um, <laughs> no one asked you. Beautiful transition. <laughs> smooth, <laughs> smooth segue. Uh, Silky. Well, you already had you already said your final thoughts. Your hazy memories. Hazy memories. I'm sorry. <laughs> hazy memories. Uh, I have. Hey. I have two. One. Um. I completely. You know. We seem to have glossed over this when we all There's went over paper this. Paper on your elbow. 
Yeah, no, I actually had it right here. It ended up there. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, you know, we glossed over, like, Tom Buchanan's. I love, like, when we're introduced to Tom Buchanan. Like, he's I love in a group. Tom. And I love Tom. He, and he comes, he's a wonderful character, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not a good I'm guy, kinda, but. Uh, yeah, no, he's, he's, such, a, he's such a great. <laughs> difference between being a good person and a good character. Yeah. yeah, everyone's voice is so well developed in this book. And like, yeah, he's such a wonderful, just blunt instrument. I like mean, <laughs> the moment when he hits Myrtle in the face it's, in the party, it's yeah. like, oh, fuck. It's it, it, it's so and obviously you see it coming. But like, it's it must be so jarring when you get into it because here's this fucking bore, this dumb who want to introduce to him uh, in that party. And all he has to do with pipe in is that to prove how smart he is. He talks about this science book that basically proves like, yeah, us as the white race really need to like watch out because all these brown <laughs> empires are going to rise and we need to be careful. And like, and Daisy's like, he's such a smart man. He goes like, yeah, science proves it. And it's just like, you it's, know, it's great. That's him kind of like. Proving, proving, himself. proving himself intellectually and then the next thing you know he like brings over his girl and breaks her fucking anyway yeah the other the other one the other one that i really wanted to bring up uh did nick caraway fuck that dude yeah what? apparently like nick nick is is there's a strong strong subtext that nick is gay yeah i i can actually i can really much see it I okay so here's the this is at the end of chapter two uh yeah right yeah actually right after tom breaks uh myrtle's nose mm-hmm. um but like, because he leaves the party shortly afterwards with uh, Mr. McKee. He was the yeah. photographer, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he was the photographer. photographer. And like, he they like were, blacks out. They were both drunk, and basically, they get into an elevator. They have like a small like interaction with like the the, the guy running the elevator. Then there's like an ellipses. Yeah, and then there's the line. It just jumps from them talking to the thing. Ellipses. I was standing beside his bed, and he was sitting up between the sheets, clad in his underwear, with a great portfolio in his hands. In quotes, Beauty and the Beast, Loneliness, Old Grocery Horse. Brooklyn Bridge, ellipses. Then I was lying half asleep in the cold lower level of the Pennsylvania station, staring at the Morning Tribune and waiting for the four o'clock train. Like, I what, think what there, happened there? <laughs> I think there is there is a strong subtext that, that that Nick is gay. I don't know what that means if he didn't fuck that dude. <laughs> I think like, like, you, you could read it as an innocuous. He he went down that dude's place and he like, looked at the pictures. Just hung out with him while he yeah. read the paper. Was it in his, his underwear? underwear? Yeah, but I think there's a very very strong subtext that Nick is gay. All right. Uh, I, I can totally see the the, the Nick Carraway is gay or bye or bye. Hey, you know he likes Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan's a cool. Not type. enough. But know, does cool. he like Jordan really? Come on. Mm, I mean, it's Elizabeth the Bicky apparently in the, in the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, well, I, that's another one of the bullshit things where I feel like Nick is full of shit too because he's just going with her because I think he thinks it's supposed to be the right thing to do, but I don't think he's really interested. And also, Houston yeah. describing her strong masculine qualities. <laughs> oh, which also goes with Daniel's point about Nick is at least by. Yes, I think so. That's true. Well, Interesting. We, we, I'm sure there's some really good uh, uh, articles on there that are all about that. But that said, I think we're fucking done with this dumb book. I feel kind of oh, weird that like, we've, we've done Great Gatsby. Like what? Like, it's one of those like milestones that every literature podcast does, and we did it. Yeah, no. Well, it's. Well, I, I, I like. Hear I like doing it. I can hear. It. I, I, okay, fine. Jesus Christ. Daniel's <laughs> waggling his water bottle on the table. My, is my that what we're calling there. it now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, yeah, yeah. So we're done with this, with this, with this book. It's nonsense. Uh, yeah. Now it's just loneliness. Now it's just emptiness. Uh, Boats a- beating back against the pier. Yeah, and that I need thing. another drink now. Yeah, I, I posted that thing on Facebook or Instagram. I, I was trying to find it where um uh, someone like made a fake ending to it. It was like a uh, like man, the ending of Great Gatsby is the most beautiful thing I've ever read. Oh, yeah. And it's um I'm alive. Gatsby roared on his speedboat, having successfully faked his death. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> 
I, I love that. You sent that to me. Yeah. Um, oh, I, let me see I, if I can find it. Yeah, it's probably in the messages. That's it. Phil R. Yes. Laporta. Doctor. Yeah. Doctor. That's of right. Martial arts. Uh, can you? I just blew the mic real bad. I know you did. Can you uh, give us your plugs? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Philip R. Laporta. It's probably the best place to find me because you can find me on Twitter, which is PRL underscore alchemist, but I'm never there. So don't bother. <laughs> you can also find me on the whip around that's whip around one word. You can find me the whip around podcast.com, or you can find our Facebook page, the whip around again, one word, uh, join us every Wednesday. We have a new episode and it's on weird news, weird things, weird happenings, fun games, general strangeness and general levity, brevity. And I do a se- segment called science. Still matters. Science. Damn it. Science. Science. <laughs> she blinded me with. That was actually one of the original pitch names for the segment when we yeah. couldn't come up with one. And then it just uh-huh. ended up being, it still matters. Damn it. Thanks to <laughs> citizen. Paul <laughs> Day. Uh, yeah. So uh, join it. It's a good time. And we come every Wednesday and it's wonderful. Uh, come out every Wednesday. Not come every Wednesday. Yeah. I listen every week. It is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> Thank you. Well, listen to those slow readers every week. Cause I'm, I'm here every hey. week and I'm listening. Hey. And you're Which always trend? welcome back on the show, Phil. Oh, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate that. Bring a short Although, story or anything you want to read. I was going to say, I just next time, less dick, because Daniel has way, <laughs> way, way too big an advantage in the dick department here. Wait a mm-hmm. minute. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one, ha- of my, one of my greatest strengths and greatest weaknesses is I really don't think things through when I say them. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, well, we can't wait to have us on the goddamn whip around again. Come on. I'm going to go for my five time. I was going to say, you get the five star club. Yeah, buddy. That's exciting. Before. Daniel will get a second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I already planked out on every whatever we did. I think I was sick, wasn't I? You know, I think I was drunk and you were sick. Yeah. It was, the it was. two of you were not doing great that night, I remember. It was like, <laughs> yeah, we between were the two of you, off. it was like, wow. I was like, should we, send, should we send triage out to the West Coast and fix this, guys? <laughs> send us a care package. Yeah. Still, have us on so we can uh, uh, recoup. Uh, yes. You guys are we can, welcome. We can prove ourselves. Anytime. We're, you know, chugging along through September. We're like, okay, we kind of have a schedule and some idea of what we want to do, but we're very oh, confused. T- tell, tell Sean, I've been meaning to say this, I'm and Dave, I've, I feel like I've been missing out on uh, more Sneaky Geeky Dads. I'm a very oh. big fan of Sneaky Geeky Dads. Like, yeah. it's always a great time. It's always fun for me to hear too, because I'm the one dude on the show that isn't a dad. So it's like uh-huh. interesting to hear that perspective. Like, oh, that's what I'm missing out on. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Gabriel plug. Okay, fine. Um, hi everyone again. It's me, Gabe. So I'm um, uh, follow me on Instagram at read like reading a book. Dot Richards. Um, it's still online. Please check out self evident Asian America stories. It's still continuing to be excellent. Their season finale just aired. I contributed to the show on episode three. I'm very proud of it. It's an outstanding it's show. Thank you so much, Phil. It's a I great it. show. I really they're they're doing outstanding work, and I I can't like support them any more than I already am. Um, besides that, um, fuck. Give this show some stars, some reviews. Give the Whipper <laughs> some stars and reviews. Oh, we need you. We need you. We'll take Johnny No Thumbs as a review on the Whip Around. That's fine. Yeah, what? I was trying evident. to find. I was trying to find uh, the 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 self the self evident podcast because I was like, I bet. I wonder if like the reviews that I'll mention you, and naturally, I accidentally click an episode. Somehow. Yeah, there you go. I somehow managed to do that. Some of them have. So, like, like they post things on it. Yeah. But yeah, ma, yeah, check out the Whip Around. It's a great time. And give us some stars. Give us some reviews. Yes. Daniel William. Get that fucking thing back in your ear. What? <laughs> <Big dick? laughs> wow. Get that get that <laughs> dick back in your ear. Uh, 
Okay, we're making an I love dick like sticker now. Right. This has got to happen. <laughs> By the it way, has to happen. Uh, self-evident, 92 ratings, five stars. Hey. Yeah. Only 92? Only but okay, 92. that's cool. Well, I mean, you know. We were on the goddamn AV club, son. Only 92? That said, you can follow me on Instagram at Slow Readers and on Twitter at Top Count Radio. Totally. You can also buy all my fiction, paperback, and a an, uh, uh, Kindle ebook, uh, all on Amazon. I think I said that twice. Uh, the, <laughs> we're tired. The, 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 it's the okay. Shadow from the Deep, A Cook in the Kingdom, and also you can go to topgallantpress.com for all stuff on my flim flams. Season three of the adaptation of Daniel's anime, Food Wars, nope. um, has aired. It's great. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Cook Mm-mm. in a Kingdom, also known as Food Wars. It's not Food Wars at all. So good. That's Are it. You sure? we've, we've come to the end of the goddamn show. <laughs> Phil, thank you so much for Phil, joining us. Thanks so much for being on our oh, show. Are you you are thank you guys for a delight me. as always. We're always very happy to have you. I miss you guys so much. We really we do. We love and miss you too. We are here too. Um, I'll be home uh, the weekend of December, uh, like this uh, Christmas week. Let's grab a cocktail, dude. I'll be around. You guys are welcome to crash oh, on my couch. Can I be? Can I be on the want, show? You know on, can I be in the show? Hell yeah, we'll plan it. Fuck Absolutely. Yeah. Christmas week, Gaby Baby on the Whip Around. Nice. It'll be a Gaby Baby Christmas. Yay. Wait, what about Daniel? Are you coming home too? I don't no. know. I'm still kind of making my money when exactly I'm going to come down. You got to buy them tickets soon if you're doing Christmas. I got to buy your mom. Uh, so, <laughs> How dare you? So that said. All, no, all you need is one. That said, uh, I put gum in my mouth as an active teenage rebellion. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> but we're, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, so there's nothing to do except slowly Die? peter out. Okay. Thank you, Phil. Like boats. Bill. Bill. Born back ceaselessly <laughs> Bill. the past. Bill. Who's Bill? Bill. <laughs> can you do us can you do us the honors and Bill end Alberto. the show for us? Uh, Bill Liberto. Bill Liberto. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's my, like that's that. my alias. That's you with the evil yeah. with the evil Spock uh, that's beard. The, that's the one with that's the goatee, yeah. yeah it's goatee. you like when you spit out eggs with a bow on your head. <laughs> Thank you, dear listener readers, for joining us. We'll see you next time. And from all of us, remember, we love you. Bye. Best we ever did it, guys. Bye-bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. Top